Hello, this is Moses Harris, your host of Patiently Waiting for Nothing to Happen. And with that said, welcome to my show, where we pretty much wait for that title to come true. Hopefully all of us have been patiently waiting for one of the worst public relation nightmares to end. But obviously this has not been the case these past few months, with people coming and going as they please, when a disease has taken the lives of nearly half a million people globally, and most of those deaths feature U.S. citizens. Yes, it's no joke, and no one really understands the current situation when you find ourselves in, not even the CDC or the WHO. But let's take some time to appreciate the fact that we're all still here. For the first episode of the show, we will be interviewing South alumni and current Emerson student, Morgan Harris. How are you today? I'm doing fine. You know. (laughs) (laughs) She's doing fine, guys. She's all good. As we all are during this great stay-at-home experience called quarantine. Um, Quarantine. (laughs) So, you have an upcoming event called the evies an event that your college hosts correct mm-hmm. yes you okay be correct. cool um so what are the evies and how are you involved um so the evies are it's a, oh, it's the <laughs> um largest student run uh award show in the country it's been going for a very long time, I believe this is the 39th year, uh, 39th annual Evie Awards. Um, I've been working on the show since my freshman year, uh, including this year. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's start with a pretty basic question. Um, you have been nominated in the past and have won an Evie for outstanding production, special production, for television shows that have been made on Emerson campuses. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what is your show about, for the listeners that may not know about this program and the school? Basically, what what is your show about? Yeah. So, my show is about... Boston musicians, so we bring in a professional Boston musician, and they play three songs in our studio um, on a set that we specifically tailored and built for them, with also a special production, uh, so special production design and special lighting design. Um, and then after they perform, I interview them. Okay, so um, you say you interview them. But you're also the executive producer of this show. Um, what does that job entail for a student as yourself? Um, so, executive producers in, like, I guess, real life, you could say. I guess this is real life. But, <laughs> um, where you get paid um, for it. Uh, they, they are, like, the overall person in charge. Um, their job is really like getting the project off the ground and then delegating. Um, but at in college, it's a lot more hands-on than that. So as an executive producer, I am indeed in charge. Um, mm, sounds like a dictatorship to me. I don't know a about you. Dictatorship? <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't know. It's a school project. Got to keep everyone involved, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> Sound so, too confident. <laughs> no, it, it's just a little bit more involved. So, um, I so like in like if I was getting paid, I would have people to do a lot of like the smaller tasks, like um, casting or like booking. I don't have anyone booking. I'm booking the artist myself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times, I'm heading up like production design and lighting team. So yeah, I also do the interviewing, which usually yes, I'm doing that. But we decided I did it best, so um. <laughs> we decided, as in her, who has no, mentioned before. <laughs> I have two other EPs this this semester. I had one other EP, but last year I had two other EPs. Um, so like we all decided, but yeah, we also have two two or three associate producers as well who. Um, I kind of delegate other producer tasks that I don't want to do too. Um, so, Keep yeah. them busy. Yeah, exactly. They're basically my assistants, so they're helpful. But executive producers do a lot, like everything. <laughs> At Emerson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay um, with that said, do you believe that you have an obligation to put some of these artists on your show, and how is it working with these men and women? Uh, the artists, honestly, have been my favorite part of the show, I think, for me. Um, I have always, I really like fostering creative relationships with them. Like, specifically, um, when we got nominated for last year, those artists that I work with were so talented and Mm -hmm. really collaborative and super professional on the day, like everything went by super quickly and um especially for Latrell's episode uh he like gave us an idea that we literally used for all of our other episodes after him uh so it was it's really nice working with Boston musicians especially giving them a platform like I really love hearing feedback from people that come see the show and they're like oh my god I really want to go listen to this person now. And yeah, so it's it's really it's really nice to work with local Boston. Yeah. I'm one of those people that listen to your show or watch your show and have happened to actually enjoy the artists that have appeared and guested on Musicians Wanted. I also believe that the show was also nominated for lighting for that same episode, which is actually impressive. They had two nominations. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always I don't like talking about my own nominations, but I'll talk about <laughs> I'll talk about everybody else's. I I'm really I always am so excited when other people get nominated. Like when my director got nominated um, uh, for both of our episodes last year, I I was really really happy. I was more happy for them. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, it's like that well, sometimes. You know, okay. I love when everybody else on my show gets nominated because then. It also shows that like I'm good at picking people. So, oh. Like, I. <laughs> I um, but like also, it wouldn't be a good show without those people. So if I got nominated and they didn't, yeah. it really wouldn't. That brings it back to the whole group thing we were talking about earlier, where although it's not a dictatorship as we have figured out yeah, throughout this not, part of the show, everybody works together, and obviously more than one part of the show had to be good for each individual to succeed in a program such as this um with that said as well seeing that this is 
been a successful run for your show. Uh, Emerson has had some successful alumni, such as Bobby Brown, who now runs a large makeup uh, company. Uh, Jay Leno, who's had his own sh- has his own show, and uh, <laughs> he owns a lot of cars. Henry Winkler and Matt McGorry, if anyone remembers him from How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, and you forgot my favorite one. My favorite Emerson alum. Actually, my two favorite. Uh, part of the reason why I, I went to Emerson, or even like Emerson got on my radar, because Norman Lear went there. And if you don't know who Norman <laughs> Lear is, Norman Lear is like the father of sitcom television. Like he changed sitcom television all throughout the 70s. It's Jefferson's with, uh, like it's like it's crazy. I know some people definitely haven't seen the Jeffersons. That's a really, I, that's a really yeah. old one. Yeah, he did all stuff during the 70s, and he's still producing shows now. Like he still has. Um, what is the name of the show? My friends love the show. It's about a Spanish family, a Hispanic family, um, and it's very good. And I love him. We had Norman Lear Day at Emerson. Literally, in right outside my dorm room, there is a Norman Lear statue, mm. so I get to see him every day. That's... <laughs> um, I don't know what to say about that. I love him. I love him so much. Yeah. Peace. And I believe the name of the show you're talking about is One Day at a Time. Yes, One Day at a Time. Yes. Yeah, so. I love him. And he, yeah, we even have a Norman Lear class. <laughs> That's so much. We love Norman Lear. And Jennifer Coolidge also went to Emerson. You may know her from Legally Blonde. <laughs> um, the hairdresser, Ben and Snap, UPS man. Um, yeah, she's amazing. She's so funny. I love her. Mm. That was a lot of praise for her Emerson alum. So, um, do you ever think think about who has graduated from college and where you think you'll be? As I presume that you will graduate in your first four years. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Um, yeah, hopefully I stay on track for that. Um, yeah, I definitely do. I think the whole point of doing a lot of this stuff at Emerson. It's not only because we love it, but also because we want to go somewhere in our future. So, um, I definitely, like, want to be successful. <laughs> yeah. Who, who wouldn't want to be successful? In, in my field. Um, that would be great. A crowded field. Yeah, it is. But the thing is about it, you also have to, like, I don't know, find your place. Mm-hmm. Find your niche. Like, a lot of people automatically want to go do, like... And, like, go do what you want, but also have realistic expectations. A lot of people... Like, my boy Tyler Perry found his niche, so, I mean... Um, (laughs) um, You want to talk about it? So, people I know are always, like, I automatically want to go work at, like, Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. Like, dream big, but also, like, gotta be realistic. So, if you don't start smaller, then you're gonna... How are you gonna yeah. Okay, so if or when you get the chance to work with someone in your particular field, who would it be and why? Who would I want to work with? Yes. Um. So one of my I am a big music person. Uh, that's why I produce musicians wanted. Um, and one of my dream companies to work work at is Vivo. 
they make really a lot of really cool original content and I I just admire all the work. Like I've watched it so many times. Um, and one of the executive <laughs> producers and directors of a lot of their content is Micah Bickham. Uh, I just think he's so talented. <laughs> I just think he's really, really talented. And uh, I just like, really admire him. I really, really admire him. I love him a lot. Yeah. Everybody's got someone to look up to, right? You know? <laughs> Reach those goals and aspirations. <laughs> Especially when we're staying at home doing absolutely nothing half the time. True. Um, as a very busy college student, what have been the most stressful moments and how did you cope with them? Oh, Jesus. Every day at college is stressful. <laughs> You'll learn this eventually. Um, it's just one of those things. I feel like stress is just always there. Uh, at college... It's kind of depressing. <laughs> not always <laughs> like in for a, a brighter message. Not always in a bad way. Not always in a bad way. Um, but uh, I think especially at Emerson, I don't know if I say this at a lot of other schools, I feel like a lot of other colleges is mostly just about school and there aren't really as big of a focus on extracurriculars but at Emerson it's kind of the opposite where like extracurriculars are everything like everyone at Emerson is in at least 10-15 clubs and mm. extracurriculars <laughs> sounds like West Windsor but <laughs> half the time it's just you know just stacking them on yeah <laughs> and, and, and it's cause we're all so creative and we all want to do everything um and then we also have classes so <laughs> It's, it's a lot, like, having to do, like, think about it. In, in the professional world, all you do is be creative and work on that show. But in college right now, so, like, I'd be an executive <coughs> producer where I would have to meet deadlines for that. And every day I'm working on that show for hours. And then I also have to have, a, I have another job. I have, um, four classes, um... And I have, like, homework and all of that stuff. So, it's just always stressful. <laughs> all right. I guess the most stressful is, like, production <laughs> weekends. Because usually, for me, it would be Musicians Wanted is, like, that weekend. And then I have midterms that next week, that weekend com- that week coming up. So, I guess that would be most stressful. Alright, so we have something to look forward to after we graduate high school. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe that. I believe you. I believe you now. <laughs> okay, so we'll be right back. But before I go and return later with another topic with Morgan Harris, two-time Evie-nominated executive producer, you can live stream the 39th annual Evies on May 29th at 8pm. 39th annual Evies on May 29th at 8 p.m. Eastern, a live stream. It's on Facebook. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That song was Track Phone by Latrell James. To end this podcast, we'll be talking about the film industry and its current state. Here's a quick list of some of the movies delayed this year due to COVID-19, according to Vulture Media Outlet. So, first movie on the list is A Quiet Place Part 2. This was supposed to come out March 8th, 2020, and it has been pushed back to September 4th, 2020. Now, personally, I really wanted to see this movie, because the first Quiet Place, I enjoyed a lot, and it was just 
I don't know what it was about it. Like, and not too much special happened, but like, it was like a just a solid movie. Can I just say? Okay. My thoughts on A Quiet Place too being delayed. So the first one I saw in theaters because I have a theater right across the street from me. And so me and my friends went on $5 Tuesdays and we all went. Cheap, cheap, And cheap. it was one of the best movie experiences I've ever had. I I love the theater name right because the it's like people who love movies go there, if that makes sense. And usually theaters are packed on $5 Tuesdays. And the crowd was so good. It, they were so reactionary. And that movie requires you to be silent for literally all of it. Except for at the parts where they want you to be like, ah. And it was like, uh, the this type of movie basically requires you to be in the movie theater. It was a really good concept. Yeah. I thought it just... John Krasinski is a smart man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know who that guy is, he's office man. Jim. Yes. office. <laughs> uh, he does plenty more stuff than that. And Emily Blunt was also amazing. Yes. It? Yeah. And yeah. so I was really excited for the second one. Yeah. The new family member. Oh, yeah, the baby. Yeah. Oh, spoiler. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Spoiler, <laughs> you haven't seen the first one. But it came out, like, two years ago. So yeah, so... What I'm, are you doing? I'm hoping hoping you've seen it by now. Uh, the second movie on the list, I did not know much about this movie, um, Antebellum. It was supposed to come out April 24th, 2020. It has been moved to August 20th, 2020. Apparently, this movie was it's supposed to be about... I was reading a quick synopsis here from Google. Uh, a successful author finds himself, or her, sorry, herself, in a horrifying reality and must figure out the mystery behind it before it is too late. So, to me, this is sounding like she wrote some book and then everything that happened came out the book and now she's being haunted by it. Yeah. That kind of sounds like, um, so we all know I love Amy Adams. So, Amy <laughs> Adams also had a movie coming out, uh, I believe it was supposed to be May 22nd. What's today? Yeah, it was supposed to be May 22nd, so last week. Um, Woman in the Window. And now it's pushed back. I don't know when it's going to come out. But I'm really sad about that one, too. I don't know what... I know the Oscars... Because <laughs> like, award season movie time is coming It's soon. Like Award season movies usually release um, the end of summers to, like... October ish, yeah, October ish, and I like I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, this is like a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think the Academy Awards that they're gonna change criteria or whatever. Um, but I don't know what the award season's gonna look like now. And even the Emmys, Emmys are probably gonna be like online. Because <laughs> those are supposed to be at the end of the summer, and, and I definitely won't be over by the end of the summer. No. So. Which is pretty sad. Yeah. Could not contain this disease. Now I gotta watch all my movies on my couch. <laughs> um, and, and the first movie that was really supposed to bring back watching movies in theaters was Tenant. Is Tenant, which is the Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, Ooh, Christopher with, Nolan. Um, oh my god. Love me some Christopher Nolan. Me too. Um, and I just don't know if that's gonna happen. I, it's supposed to come out in July. There still haven't announced any like pushback dates, but 
because that was supposed to be the first movie to be like, hey, come back to the theater to watch. Um, and I just, I don't know. I feel like studios got so much money. No, and so many people budget, lose money. The budget for Tenant is insane, so... Yeah, where's all that money gonna go now? Like, it's just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> so many movies have been postponed because of this complete mess. Mission Impossible. Oh, Mission Impossible. Uh, what another one? Fast and Furious. Okay, fa- Fast and Furious. I don't want to see. Nine. I don't want to see it. All right. I no one wants. To, no one actually wants you to see that movie. You know, people are gonna go see it. Though. Yeah, but like, I'm not. It's gonna make a ton of money, and there's gonna be Fast and Furious ten. Yeah, I hope not though. Fast and Furious. Well, te- technically, this think- is ten. Technically. Why is this ten? Because the the Hobbs and Locke. Oh, that doesn't count. Thing. That doesn't count. Why doesn't it count? Is it canon? I don't know. Probably is. Mm. It's like um, it's like a no, filler. It's like a, a filler spin-off. episode. That's a spin-off. Yeah, it's like a spin-offs filler. Spin-offs don't count in the main series. It's like a filler. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Here's another one. Um, the Batman, the new one, not featuring Ben Affleck. They were um, they were uh, what's gonna call it? They were still in production. I know. I listened. To, yeah. I love Zoe Kravitz. So I the podcast she was on, and they just halted production. So like. They don't know when they're gonna go back to work, so will we yeah. ever see Robert Pattinson as Batwoman? Batman. As Batman and uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman? Maybe this was meant to happen. No. I kinda wanna see it. I love Zoe Kravitz, no. and honestly. I wanna Robert see it Pattinson's too, cool. but you know, like. So the original date for it was June 25th, 2021. They, the pushback is October 1st, 2021. Um, another movie on this list is Black Widow. That's supposed to come out May 11th, and it has been pushed back to November 6th, 2020. I just don't know when people are going to feel safe to go back to theaters. It's uh, so interesting. Not, like not anytime soon. Are, if movie theaters are going to be open by November, then I should be in school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That. Okay, so the last movie we'll be talking about on this list is um Candyman. For those of you who don't oh, know it, <laughs> those of you who don't know what it is, that is a remake of an uh, awesome horror movie um that I I will see when it comes to theaters. <laughs> I think I actually think it's going to be decent. It's it's interesting. And I really suggest you watch the original one. Uh the Candyman remake was slotted for June 12, 2020. It has been moved to September 25th, 2020. So sadly, I will be in school. When that <laughs> it's supposed to come out, so I'll have to find some time during the first month of the school year to go to the movie theaters and watch watch this remake. Um, yeah. Uh, with all that said, so what's going to be the state of movie theaters past COVID or post COVID? Seeing that a lot of movie theaters, well, movie theaters rely on physical people going to movies buying tickets that's where they see most of their revenue and of course when you go to buy the snacks the over expensive snacks like some sour pets that cost like two bucks um five okay five apparently (laughs) so what do you see happening to movie theaters post-covid um i don't know man i had a similar conversation in my concerts and touring class where we're like, when are people gonna feel comfortable going to going to theaters again? I mean, to going to concerts again. That's kind of the same for theaters. Is I just don't think the industry is gonna be the same as it was before for a very, very, very long time until we have a vaccine. 
Um, so we're gonna see like a dip in people going to the theater for a while, I think. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, because the vaccine, what, maybe not come out for like a year, maybe yeah, even two. Maybe even two. At, at the longest, two years, yeah. and that's that's and saying something. So, um, maybe some people want to test out that drug Donald Trump is promoting, but oh God, no. if you don't want to, don't do it. Obviously, I will not. <laughs> I will not find out what happens to you if you use that so please don't yeah. Rita Wilson Tom Hanks's wife said do not use it she had COVID they both had COVID and she was like don't do it because yeah. it made me feel terrible <laughs> well what medicine doesn't kind of make you feel terrible but that's not my job to decide now is it okay um talking about how people are going to cope with this closing down of theaters some towns are coping with this lack of theaters by opening drive through theaters and um, according to AP News, Charleston, West Virginia, will be hosting drive-in theaters and music throughout the summer due to the obvious current situation. Because uh, normally they have a festival over the summer that features concerts, movies, and all that. So the city will be working on ways to promote this. And... According to Mayor Amy Schuler Goodwin, uh, she said that the city has been working diligently to provide fun summer activities for folks that want to get out of the house safely. Um, this was according to an interview with AP, uh, AP News. And I hope our town takes the same lengths to make us actually enjoy our time in this very very complicated situation and that we all just make it out of here safely and live to see another decade you know because 2020 started off with the wrong type of bang so here we go um hopefully this situation will be remedied in the near future so that things will return to some form of normalcy but as long as we're in this seemingly perpetual state of quarantine Stay safe and be smart. This has been Moses Hatch, Moses Harris. <laughs> this has been Moses Harris, <laughs> featuring guest Morgan Harris on today's first edition of Patiently Waiting for Nothing to Happen. Thank you.